Okay. All right. Um, we'll just let a few more people wander in. So on the phone line, especially before I go, uh, I am going to periscope this one out for people that are coming in that way. Um, you guys uh, can email info at revelationwellness.org. I have some questions that came in this week and actually a really common theme kind of thing going on, I think. So I, I think God's doing a a, um, a corporate work in all of us. But any question you can ask, ask I'll try to get to. And if I can't get to it, then I'll do my best to get an email back to you or somebody from my team will email you back. Right. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Love that. What's feeling that? free. Feeling free. I love amen. Please don't ever hesitate to say I'm feeling. Even if you're not feeling free, because feelings can always trust it, but you are. Say I am determined for my freedom. I am determined to take hold of the promises. Then I love to hear that. Thank, thank God. So good. Hopeful. Um, yes. Amen. Amen. Are new things popping up in your heart? Like new things? Maybe it's more or less like I would say some revelation for you. Yes. Amen. That's really why we're called Revelation Wellness. When the Lord gave me the name years ago. He was just really saying, you, you can't have wellness until you have me revealing to you what your heart, what the condition of your heart is, the condition of anything that God wants to reveal himself. So that's where wellness really starts. All right. Let me finish this. Okay. I'm all tied down. I'll, sorry, what kinds of uh, microphones and things here. Let's see. All right. All right. Let me start over here in Periscope, and then we'll we'll just start with prayer because. Goodness, I really feel that's probably one of the most powerful things we can do or be doing and like really charge up and activate in this time is prayer. Because <laughs> everything else kind of puts ourselves and our doing and our our work, we'll put that at the, on the throne of our hearts quickly if, if, if we don't say, God, we need you. So, all right, let me start this. Hey, okay, welcome to our replay viewers that are coming in. If you're over on Periscope, we're about to do our weekly Q&A call uh, for Clean Harding. This is week two of Clean Harding. So let me see. I'm hoping that my iPad won't fall over. Um, okay, good. As you're coming in and you're in the uh, Clean Harding Challenge, we have people that are on a phone call right now that have access to this kind of private line that they can ask questions. There's also an email that they have access to. So really I'm just periscoping for people that uh, want to hear what this is all about or want to see. More, Some people are more visual um, as well as listening in. Okay. Well, first things first, I'd like to start in prayer. And then I was saying to the people on the teleconference that there are a, there are a lot of common, there's a common thing going on right now 
I think, in terms of the questions that I'm getting. And I think the battle that people are fighting, like the battle that seems to be at this week, at this time. And um, I'm not surprised by it, but I'm also very, uh, like, <laughs> okay, now that we can see what this is, that we can really focus and be intentional about how we will ha- how we show up and how God will fight for us in this. Okay, All right, let me start with prayer. If you guys don't mind. And on the phone, I'm going to go ahead and just mute you in case of any background noise. Great. Okay, let me let me start. So, Father God, we come here today because we are desperate for you. God, we love that your word today would teach us in uh, Jeremiah 17 that our hearts are, are deceitful, that our hearts wander, that our hearts will find them will find them in strange places, God, and that above not only that, Lord, but they are they're sick. <laughs> they are not healthy and well, but they are good, God, that you call them good. And so we awaken our eyes and our ears to hear from you today, God. We ask that you would invade our hearts, invade our minds with your truth, that you just take more territory with your truth, God, that nothing else will change us. That's what sets us free, that we will know your word and we will know the truth and we will be set free, God. We know that the world loves to talk about the truth setting us free, Lord, but they forget where this truth is found and it's in your word. So we come and ask for your Holy Spirit to illuminate scriptures for us, bring things to mind for us, that need healing, God. Uh, use my mouth to teach, Lord. Um, I just love your people, and I love what you're doing, and I love that you love. And so we ask that your love would break open like a flask of oil over all of us that are hearing this, whether live or recorded, uh, God. And so we just need you because our hearts are not clean, and yet you call them good. So come, clean us up, by your word, wash us, and we we thank you that it's already being done, that the kingdom releases the power as soon as we ask. So we receive that power, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, well, here's what I know. <laughs> you're, you're nine days in. Hi, Miami. For, or hi, Gloria from Miami. You are nine days in, and I'd say the honeymoon phase is probably starting to lose its luster a little bit here. And that's okay. It it should that's the reality is happening. And now we find out was this just an emotional flesh thing that raised my hand? Um or is it that my spirit now is getting the chance to, to be worked out and that, that this is where the rubber meets the road and the hard work can begin, but God can do what only God can do and I would like to say that. Uh, that is what this is timing now, about day nine or so. So I was asking people on the conference call how they were feeling, and we heard the word hopeful. We heard freedom. Uh, and if if you can agree with that, fantastic. If you can't agree with that right now, if you still, still feel maybe a little um, under, you know, like kind of sitting under the weight of it and not feeling free and Right, because we're all somebody, somewhere, we're all in this. First of all, you're not behind. You're not missing it. I go back to last week's teaching about your mind. Get your, set your mind on the hope that God has set before you. And that your mind, the confusion that the enemy has used, the world, 
our flesh, the enemy, right? We have three enemies, us, our, our own flesh, the world, and Satan, all right? The adversary to what God is up to on, on earth. And this is his kingdom. He gets to roam around and have access to things that God gives him access to so that we would be strengthened up in faith because faith is kingdom focus. Faith is something greater than what we what our reality is and what we see. Um, that we can now at this time go, okay, all right, God, uh, it's getting a little sticky, and I need you. I don't. I want to really call out for people that are feeling like, oh, I'm behind. I'm not. I don't feel free yet. I feel more confused than ever. If you, that's any of that would is you is you. That that's okay too. Really, don't don't hang your head and walk away. Uh, God has something for you here. So I'm going to move over to some questions that we that I had sent in, um, and I think I'm going to read a couple and then I'm going to a- answer them. And I think if if you find yourself, you some everyone's going to find themselves in this somewhere. I guarantee it, because we're all saying this has something to do with food fitness, or we've used food and fitness uh, in w- weird ways. So we can find ourselves in either one of these uh, ditches of pride or unbelief. So this is uh, from a a woman named Jennifer. And really, she sent me a lengthier email kind of talking about her history. And this is, uh, she's asking this, for someone who has constantly had food rules for the last decade, how do I allow, allow myself the freedom to choose, to choose whatever to eat without feeling without feeling out of control and ending in a bench. Okay, I want to read that question. Now I'm going to go to another question because like I said, there was kind of some some themes going on here. Um, give me one more here. Where to go? Okay, this is from Ellen. I'm definitely a clean-hearting challenger who falls, who, fe- who fails. All right, hold on, people. Listen up. Oh, they're right here in my head. Look at that, my, my glasses. Uh, who falls almost 100% on the side of the one who controls, restricts when it comes to food and analyzes, obsesses, ingredients, lists, nutrition, and to no end. How does one balance the attempt to be aware of what is in your food with not living in fear about every item of food you purchase? Should we care about organic versus non-organic? I desperately want to be able to go to the grocery store with discernment, knowledge, and make good choices, but I end up obsessing and spending too long selecting my items, comparing brand and content, right? Truthfully, this is just overwhelming and dis- disease, I love how she put disease producing. Amen. How does one approach grocery shopping while juggling health, wisdom, freedom, and pace? Kind of the same thing. That It's that same question, right? How do I eat what I want without neglecting the um, better things. I prayed about this, read these questions, like, oh, yeah, okay, boys. I want everyone, I could give you, like, some rules or some steps, uh, but I feel like that would be me imposing me upon you. I want God to impose himself upon you. I want God to lay himself on you. Right, totally. Satan is using the grocery store. <laughs> yes, his world. So here's what, 
here's something. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek a little bit into this is when we do our instructor training, which is really just leadership development. It's discipleship development. We just disciple people to follow Jesus. And, oh, hey, they happen to use fitness as their uh, the, the box on which they stand to do that. Um, you all, we all have an original design that God designed us originally for a plan, a good plan. Amen? We all have this original design, and we can find it. Just go back to Genesis 1 and 2, and then we see things happen in 3. But Genesis 1, 2, we, we forget who we are. And so, again, I can throw some things at you, but this goes back to knowing who we are and knowing who we are. Um, that way, you're so rooted in something that isn't someone else can tell you. Only God can tell you who you are, what you've been created for, what your design is. So you have an original design. When I say there's a corporate original design that we all have together, that we all are created for good, to multiply good, to uh, subdue the earth, and take dominion. That's kind of our all original design. We all have this design together. We all share in this design. Now think about that. Just the two words, to subdue and have dominion. Meaning when we start to feel anxious, anxiety is not even in our original design. Fear is not in our original design. Uh, but we have it now because sin enters and tries to have its way with us. So I think it's really important that every one of you that's listening in this clean hearting call, that's in this challenge, it's really important. Here's the, here's the deeper work than just giving you some 10 steps or three steps to do or not do. I want you to really root back to the original design of who you are. Who, who are you? Ask your father, who am I? Let us see. Are you a woman who loves to, are you a person who loves to craft? Are you a person who loves to create? Are you a person who loves, you love organization? Are you a person who loves not like to read? Are you a person who loves, like you can do, but you're kind of the things that bring you alive. Also, what makes your heart sore? What makes your heart, what, what, who are you? I, I could, like for me, I know I am a very enthusiastic person. I've always had, I have a mouth. Remember people telling me that, oh, when I was young, like I could use my mouth to hurt people. Like, I, Alicia, your mouth is going to get you in trouble. I knew that I, I, there's a design to me. I knew that I would fight for the underdog. I know that I'm created for, uh, to be an encourager. I know, like, like, again, for the underdog, for the person who feels like they can't get up off the mat. That just excites me. Um, you really to know, know who you are. We have been so clouded back by all these other things. And what gets in the way of our design is sin and injustice, friends. So the fact that you go to a grocery store or you feel anxious about whether you should eat this or not eat that or the anxiety over your body or the anxiety over it or the fear of it and going like, I just can't. Friends, you've been tortured by the enemy and he's used the schemes of people, lies that have been spoken over you in your life to try and drive those wounds deeper and deeper, to cause your mind to say, to identify more with lies than with truth, to identify more with fear than love, to protect rather than to pursue, right? The sin and injustice that's been done to you 
is what's getting in the way of you going to the grocery store and having peace. Is what's getting in the way of, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? Is this really bad? Here's what I know. I want everyone to know this. Look at me. Periscope people look at me. Telephone people listen to me. God, you do not be, have to be afraid about getting out of alignment with God if you're pursuing the will of God. <laughs> Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be afraid of, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Tell God I should do this. Should I do this? Um, you need to know the season which you're in. So I've said this before. If you're someone who is always controlled and has fear about what's in my food and am I going to, if I eat this, this causes cancer and you're constantly reading, uh, if I see another Dr. Oz forever, it turned into all his shows were about weight loss and I do this and I do this and I do this. I'm like, oh my gosh, every day you've got a new supplement for me. Every day there's something else. Uh, and, that, and it's motivated by fear because I don't want to have cancer. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to have low energy. I don't want to have headaches. I don't want to have premenopause. I don't want to have perimenopause. I don't want to have, right? And so it, it is always on this, what, what we're trying to avoid when really what we're truly avoiding is truth and love of who God is and who he says we are. That's paramount. That's where it ends and where it begins. That's why I go back to, I'd love for you all to sit down and take five minutes and ask God, who am I? What have you created me for? And let your pen just move, okay? Then envision that person, that design of a person in the grocery store shopping. Talked about this yesterday, about prepare your mind. That, see that person at the party with all the food. See that person free of fear, free of shame, free of guilt. Some of you have never allowed yourself to go there and heal that way. Because it's who you are, but all the sin and all the injustices, people that did wrong things to you, people that should have done the right thing and didn't do it, people that withheld from you, people, ways that you have participated with it, ways that you have spoken into it, has created what's called strongholds in our life. So if you feel stuck, if you feel like I'm still here, it's because God is exposing that you are in a stronghold. And what a stronghold is, friends, back in the time of um, uh, ancient days of war, there would be the whole point of war, it would be for the enemy to take ground. And when it took ground, it would increase the amount of territory. So it could start with one little bunker. Like the, if the enemy could get into one little crack of bunker, then other, then other people would come with guns or weapons, and then they would begin to take more territory, and that would become their stronghold. And then the whole point of a stronghold is to increase, increase more ground, more ground, more ground, more ground. Some of you have been standing inside a stronghold as big as the Grand Canyon for your whole life, and you feel overwhelmed by it, and God is not. God is not. He's absolutely thrilled, enthralled, excited that you would be here today to go, I'm still stuck. Okay? One, you have to be aware that this is something in your mind. There is an enemy who is camped out. 
He is camped out and he wants to confuse you and he wants you to live in fear and shame and guilt. And he uses the lie that you're fat or he loses the accusations that you're not loved. He uses, he steps up and down on wounds. He just jumps up and down on wounds so that we hurt. And then that's why we get hurting people hurt people. To know your design and know that there's been things that have come against it to make you be afraid of getting cancer. I'm afraid. That's another thing. Hey, friends, there's also generational patterns to this. There's been generational curses and assignments on our family. Amen? Uh, any of you, some of you might raise your hand. You're, all your family's been overweight. All your family has abused food. All your family has used it to comfort. All down your line, there's alcoholism. Down your line, there's cancer. Down your line, there's heart disease. Down your line, okay? So we all are living that this has been a, a curse that the enemy has put on our, on our families. And listen, I said to you this in week one, when you arise, there will be other people arise. God is arising you now. Not word arise, it's like resurrection. You were dead. You feel dead. You're kind of still laying down going, I don't even know how to get up. God wants to resurrect, lift you, lift you up, rise you up so that you would turn, face the enemy who has accused, shamed you, guilted you, filled you with fear, and take back territory and ground in the name of Jesus. And it really is in the name of Jesus. I would encourage people, if you haven't gone to see War Room, go see it. I just saw it this weekend. Uh, it, was, it was really good. On the scale of, you know, sometimes the Christian movies are kind of cheesy. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes they're pretty darn cheesy. This one was pretty good. Very, it, lacked, it lacked low cheese level. It was really, I mean, I was bawling. But it's that whole, it'll teach and show you how to take authority and prayer and who you are. Again, so this goes back, this is who you're designed to be. You're designed to walk with God in the cool of the day. But all these things have come against you so that you can't even walk through a grocery store or you, you feel confused. That's a spirit of confusion that we want to come against and tear it down, break it down. This is taking all thoughts captive again. And then God gives us, restores to us who we are. Now, there's also one more thing that I want to say in this kind of cycle of you were designed for something. There's been things that have come against, John Eldridge called it the message of the arrows, that those have come against your heart. Well, <laughs> we can become aware of them. I would love for you, not only, I'm giving you a lot of assignments today, you can take or, take or leave what you want, but I'm telling you, those that want to get after this are going to get free. I cannot do the work for you. You co-labor with Christ, everyone. You co-labor with Christ. He doesn't do the work for you. He'll do the heavy lifting. But you partner. You sit down and you get tenacious about this. And I, that's what you need to know the season for which you're called. This is a tenacious season for your freedom. Get tenacious. Pit bull. Bite in and don't let go. But one of the things I would say to do is I would love you to write down every injustice that you can think of. Everything, especially when it comes maybe to this particular, what is right in front of you? Why can't I go to the grocery store? And it can be anything. You, you, 
you forever read, you know, 16 magazine and you were always wanted to be that person. You wanted to have blonde hair, whatever it was, and you had dark hair, right? Like you never felt that whatever it is, list it out, write out all your sin and injustice, things that have just planted themselves in you. Your husband called you fat or you didn't get the compliment you were looking for. And so then we kind of hold back because meeting expectations, right? That always gets us in trouble. List them all out. Then the next step for you is truly forgiveness. There is some healing work that can, it's, it's always in forgiveness. It's one thing to know that we're wrong, <laughs> right? And know that wrong's been done to us. But what are we going to do with it? You have to work the cycle of forgiveness all the time, 24-7, letting go, removing anything that would land in you and try to accuse you and try to shame you and try to make you afraid or make you bitter or make you hard or callous. You have to continually take it out, forgive. If it came from another person, forgive them. If you participated with something, forgive. Go get forgiveness. Go get forgiveness. And it doesn't, forgiveness doesn't look like this. I'm sorry. No. Let me show you what forgiveness looks like, especially when you've done something, when you participated. First, to go to that person and say, you, you confess that um, you, you need to or would like to ask for forgiveness. That's very different than calling somebody and saying, I'm sorry. Say, you know what, God has shown me, I, I'm supposed to ask for your forgiveness. I need to ask for your forgiveness. I will tell you this. The person that does that, immediately you're going to lose 10 pounds. Immediately. Not kidding. It's risky. It's courageous. It's brave. 10 pounds immediately. As soon as you get over your tongue, as soon as you get over your injustice of, but they should be telling me they're sorry. But they did this and they did that. If you know you participated in any way, maybe you withheld. You didn't bless. I just went through that myself. I was withholding from somebody I love because I expected them to get better. And if they didn't get better, then I couldn't bless. What? God showed me my heart was wrong. To go and say, I need forgiveness from you. I need to ask for forgiveness. I have been withholding from you. Whatever it is, the minute you ask it, First of all, it will always baffle the mind of the one receiving it. It will always confuse them. And it might offend some. And that's okay. You're getting free. You're getting free. Then from there, you can ask. You can let them know what you've shown it for. And then you want to do something really powerful? Ask them how it made them feel. Hey, when I was withholding from you, how'd that make you feel? Whoo! And I've done this, my husband and I work this out all the time. Made, my husband will say, made me feel unimportant, not cared for, that I don't matter. It's painful and healing to hear that for me because I need to know my effect. And then it's to say, I've often said, can I, how can I do that better next time? Because I'm trying to figure this out. I'm, I'm trying to learn. And then from there, they can, you can ask for the forgiveness. Um, yeah, I'm talking crazy stuff. Sorry if you came on this call wondering how many calories are in a cookie. Um, you can Google that. Find lots of answers for that. Forgiveness. 
and you keep working the cycle of forgiveness. If the person is not living, you can work forgiveness. And God will work forgiveness out in your heart. You don't even need to understand how it happens, but it happens. And you keep forgiving. And you keep studying the scriptures to conform your heart to look more like Christ. Once you've given forgiveness, once you've gotten forgiveness, you have freedom. And then you have authority, friends. Then you have this authority to say, Satan, get out of my home. Get out of my refrigerator. Get out of the grocery store. I'm coming through. (laughs) I'm going to stop in the name of Jesus. Amen? I have a couple more thoughts on that, but I'm going to go to the next question. But I, I just, I feel like there's no way out of that one. Those types of questions are big questions of how do I, it's a confusion. It's a spirit of confusion. Wait, I want to please God. But I don't know. I don't know I'm supposed to be. Settle down into the fact that you please God because he created you. <laughs> the thought, you are his good idea. So please. Settle down there. Ask God, what was I originally, how, was I, how am I created to go through the grocery store? What would it look like for me to trust you completely, to not be afraid of cancer, to shut? He's very simple, friends. Yeah, forgiveness is the number one issue of Christian that affects our health. Amen. Brother Dale. Follow him. Put your name back up there, Dale. Um lost my point in terms of original design. So we go and find out what should this look like? And he's simple. Um, I find if you have to do a lot of, I'll just be real practical, if you have to do a lot of reading of boxes, you're mostly eating the things that are not the the life-giving. Yeah, Dale Fletcher of Faith and Health, follow him. Um, If you are shopping in boxes a lot anyways, uh, you're missing the good stuff that's found out in the places, kind of like the manna would spoil in a day. That's kind of the best place uh, to be eating anyways. Doesn't mean you can't have stuff out of the box. Please, hear me. Grace abounds. But going through those aisles, listen, if you're, and I, I found this. I know some people that shop at Whole Foods and literally spend hours because they have found such uh, it's the knowledge, this thing, the knowledge of wanting to know what's this, what's that. Here's what I want to ask you. How much time do you spend looking in the mirror as opposed to looking into the mirror of God's word? How much time do you spend reading labels as opposed to receiving nourishment of God's word? How much time do you spend weighing your body instead of weighing your heart? How much time do you spend seeking comfort rather than God? Because God is the God of all comfort. That study last week uh, with Beth Moore, someone shared that with a periscope she did, and she talked about the church being spiritually anorexic. Friends, I, I just say that for those of you that feel like you're constantly reading labels, you're constantly doing that, in the name of Jesus, put it down and pick this up. I wish I had something else for you, but this thing still stands the test of time, and it will transform your mind. It will renew your mind and transform yourself to where you're going, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't walk through the grocery stores and listen to me. If that's too um, esoteric for you, too mysterious for you, 
then go ahead and find some more tips on how to how to eat healthy and be free. It's the word of God. Only the word of God can set your heart free because it's truth. And his truth sets us free. That you can know whether this this is going to work in terms of, I should try this out. Listen, and in the end, whether you're worried about having cancer, worried about having Alzheimer, tear it down in the name of Jesus. Like authority over the bloodline and any curse against you. And in the end, friends, we're all going to pass. We're all going to pass. Do your best with what you're given. And don't live in a constant state of fear. You cannot, not by might, but not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by my planning, not by my trying to avoid this food, this gym. There's good thoughts there. There's some decent stuff. But when you elevate that as the thing that's going to save you over God himself, you have an idol. You have an idol. You elevate your clean eating, your clean shopping, your rule keeping over God himself. You're going to, God's doing this on purpose with you. You're not going to get free because that's a glass ceiling. Until you turn to his word, until you turn to his heart, until you repent, confess, God, I need you. My propensity is to build my fortress of safety. Because I've been hurt, because this person said that, because the media tells me this, because I really like having friends who like me, because I really want my husband to do that, right? Because you have all your becauses, when in the end he's, he's it, and he wants to be the point. All right. Let's see what else I have over here. Oh, I didn't know that. Hi, Elisa. Thank you for the phone option. I really love the Periscope option instead. My only problem is I'm locked out of the conversation. No, you should be in the conversation. If you can't get in the conversation, log out and log back in, and you should be able to get in. People are conversing. I don't know why. And I have the chat open, so um, I think I do. Pretty sure I do. Here we go. Just FYI, clean hearting. Oh, the clean hearting call doesn't work for Canada. Last time I was an hour late as well. I'm not worked up over it. Okay, well, we do, we will send this out as a recording. So everyone will get this for sure if you're in the Clean Harding Challenge. So it's not, I guess it's just more about being live. I could last week. Yeah, you guys, the chat is open. I, I'm pretty positive it's open. Mm-mm. Um, unless I lost it. So if I did, I really do apologize. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Let's see what else we have here. All right. This is from Ken. Love that. I hope it's Ken. Maybe it's his wife. You never know. It's open. Okay. I will not be able to listen live to the chat. I'll listen later. I am exhausted. I have to make myself exercise. I don't want to wake up refreshed. I do not wake up refreshed. Any thoughts? I feel like I've addressed low-hanging fruit. I love that. I can see your guys' chat. I feel like I've addressed low-hanging fruit. I'm on thyroid med, and it's monitored. I have uh, a C, I think she's meant CPAP, mild sleep apnea. I generally wake up with it. Even when I've had it on all night, I don't feel any better. Oh, she has a CPAP. 
I get about seven hours of sleep through the week on the weekend. So she's exhausted. Um, my instinct, or kind of, I'm wondering how, uh, if there's an excess, if excess weight, just kind of, um, that sleep apnea sometimes can be for with that, um, and the low energy. You guys, it's such a vicious <laughs> cycle, right? And even if you know you're being called into the season of I need to just say no to sugar, no to all this excess, if you know you're being called into that season, then as you remove that, you're going to feel um, low energy. You're just going to feel low energy for a bit, for a little bit. We talked about last time, maybe some three days, some a week, couple weeks. And it will get better over time. So kind of having no energy. But uh, this goes back to knowing the season for what you're called to. If God has called you, like, you do not have to feel like working out to work out. And I said this before. I said that to all you guys with the VIP TV calendar for the, in the Clean Harding Challenge. Just push play. <laughs> Even if you just took a breakfast, turn it on, push play. Because as I was saying before, you, you, we have so much time, and we make time for everything, but are you making time for Word of God? And our workouts are rooted on the Word of God. It's the only thing that makes it different. The only reason why they'll change your life is because they're about the Word of God coming alive and being expressed through you and letting God encounter you through His Word. It's kind of like going to a worship concert but you get to move and participate. It just changes you. So for someone like this who says, I'm just tired, I can't, I'm in this cycle, it is a season to which your call is to go, all right, I'm just going to push play. I'm just going to do something different today. And maybe you'll end up moving your body a little bit. And that's when Jesus says, how many loaves do you have? What do you got today? You got one loaf? Give me one loaf. I'll multiply it. You got five loaves? Give me five loaves. I'll multiply it. Yeah, and we do have for people that have a hard time, um, joint pain, more on the plus side, we have a program called Chair Today Gone Tomorrow where you use a chair. So it just will probably feel better on your body. I get it. Especially as you get moving. It can feel like you're moving in sludge. Uh, But it, it just push play. Just show up. Yeah, that's awesome. Right on. Low energy is a vicious cycle. Great way. And then lots of water. And we're going to pray. We'll pray for uh, God to do something really beautiful in a glow of his Holy Spirit and power. Yeah, I don't know. I hope everyone's doing okay on the call. I'm reading some things over here on Periscope plan, but the call's weird. Okay, participation on pairs of those. Really? Oh, okay, sorry about that, you guys. I guess I only, I'm so sorry about that. I meant to totally open it. How about this? Um, Periscope, I'll close down and reopen, so just come right back, okay? All right, hold on. And then people on the telephone... Hey, callers, are there people there still as I muted you? 
Yes. Yep, we're here. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Did you guys have any questions since you are live on the call? I'm happy to answer any uh, verbal question you might have. Well, I have this one uh, thing. Uh, this is Karen from California. And um, before I started this uh, clean hearting, um, I was always mm-hmm. clean eating. You know, I didn't know mm-hmm. what it entailed. And then when you provided the list, you know, I saw that everything on there was pretty much everything I already ate. My mm-hmm. sugar and cookies. But right now, mm-hmm. the biggest thing I have is convenience. Uh, because my family, they all have varying timetables. When they get home, um, we tend to eat out more, you know, uh, hamburgers here or fast food this and fast food that. And that, to me, is, like, the hardest thing so far because the last, this mm-hmm. last weekend, I didn't get to cook anything because we ate out. So um, it's really hard for me to, to when we go out somewhere, what should I order other than yeah. the salad and having everyone looking at me weird. Yeah, that's great. Okay, let me mute you guys just and I'll answer. What was your first name again? Karen. Karen? Yes. Okay, hold on, let me mute. Hi, guys. Good. For those people that are just coming back in for Periscope, uh, Karen asked a question really that she's been le- living kind of a lifestyle of clean eating. Uh, but it's in a season where convenience (laughs) is just kind of needed, right? And I still get that. Hey, what if tomorrow my husband's in the hospital or there's something happened where our life plan gets uh, interrupted or changed? What do we do then? How do we continue? Well, uh, so she's asking, what what could this look like for me? Um, First thing, grace. (laughs) You're going to hear me say that a lot too. Give yourself some grace. If you happen to drive, if you happen to get a meal that was passed through a window one night, it's going to be okay. I I really think we have to be okay, friends. I said this in the very first call. We we hold our weight, like we hold our health very, very much like, well, God did and God wants my health and I want to honor God with my health. Well, we can trust God with our health if we're just in a season where, you know what, um, this is just the best I can do today. It's something that's coming through a window. But even that, let me say that, if I'm going to go to a fast food place, because in the end, what we eat does affect how we feel. Amen? We just kind of feel that. So for someone that's in a season where it seems kind of busy and hairy, then clearly it's going to benefit me to make the best decisions that I can can get or can, can make given the situation. So, yes, first of all, um, well, convenience at home, Freeze your food, cook batches, do soups, crock pots, look up those type of recipes that you just throw and go. Those are out there. So that's for your own grocery shopping. Find the foods that you can just do and, and do in masses. You don't have, I think sometimes we have these big expectations that we have to kind of, we're like trying to entertain our family. Like, here's tonight's meal. Like, I've, my family has learned. Food is food. Enjoy. It's fuel. It's not fiesta. It's a fuel. Enjoy. Uh, and I also do enjoy when I have the time to find new meals. Okay? So a little bit of preparation does go a long way, but you can think more in those types of stews and cooking and crock pots and things like that and frozen, freezing. Just cook things up and freeze them. 
outside of the house, when you go out, and you're just out and about, um, clearly uh, the best next best places are grocery stores or anything where you can get something fresh and just throw it together. But then if we're looking at restaurants and things like that, here's what I've learned, and, and you are going to get a teaching in this thing, Harding Challenge. I think it comes in like day 12 or something like that, uh, about eating out. Um, if you're eating in a fast food kind of place, you just do the best you can. Um, most places now, I, I always find it's hard to eat a salad. Like, I'm always like, how do I eat a salad while I'm going? Uh, so just getting the chicken breast itself and the tomatoes, like, I'll always do protein-style wraps a lot. And it's okay if I have the bread. It's okay, too. Just I know for me, again, I have some gut issues that um, bread isn't best for me right now as I'm trying to heal. So protein wrapping, I ask them to extra wrap it with, with lettuce. Um, that can really get me far, just doing that through a drive through uh, But places like Chipotle, places like, um, if you guys have one, uh, even Wendy's, funny enough, has some things, but it's more or less chilly, things like that. You have to get a little creative, but also give yourself some grace. If in a season you gain a little bit of weight or you even got a little bit of sluggish, could it be okay? Can God have that for a season, for a time, that we don't really get stressed out and freaked out? Not to say we're going to just let everything be permissible now. We're not doing that either. But it's okay if we're in a season of busy and it's hard to make things happen the way we want them to happen. Do your best. Plan your best. Uh, and when you eat out, so if we're talking about a restaurant where you go and you sit down, then um, that is a place where I feel like, they're serving me, and <laughs> I will say, hey, I would like the fish of this meal with the vegetable of that meal with the um, avocado of this meal. I just, I create my own thing. It's a little bit like when Harry met Sally. Has everyone watched that movie when she has all her special orders? I feel a little bit that way, but I want to feel well. I want to do my best to feel well, and if I can't, I'm going to trust God that even if I'm going to have a burger or whatever, um, then that's what we're then that's how it's going to go down, and it'll be okay. God's grace is sufficient. Yeah, someone asked about being on a tight budget. Did you guys see, we, we posted something on Instagram about Aldi stores, A-L-D-I. You can find Aldi grocery stores. Uh, those are great for people. Aldi, yes, on tight budget, A-L-D-I. Look in Google and see where your closest Aldi is. Huge savings on, on your grocery shopping uh, there's some, some things they do, like they don't take credit cards or debit cards to keep their costs down. You have to rent a cart to keep your, uh, so that they get the carts back. They're really smart. They just keep all their, their trimmings down so they can keep their prices super low. And you get fruits and vegetables and everything there as well. Yeah, smells and feels like Europe, like going home. <laughs> I love that. All right, I'm going to open up the Is there another question on the conference call? Because you guys are my first. I hope that helps um, answer some questions, Karen. Go ahead. What's the fast that you keep talking about? The fast or the fast? The chat, C-H-A-T. Oh, we're over on Periscope. There's a chat. If you have the Periscope app, that's open right yeah. now. I'm, I'm, yep, then you should see if you're on it, there'll be a bunch of people typing. Hey, bunch of people on Periscope, say something. Put a hand up. 
chat. <laughs> okay. There so you go. I'm, hi, hi. Hey. It's at the bottom okay. of the page, it should say comment. They're all saying yeah. hello to you. <laughs> okay. I'm not on the Periscope chat. I'm okay. So, oh, that's fine. Saying. And that's why if you have a question here, you can email me or just let me know. But they're all chatting over on Periscope. Well, that was an, that was the second question. What's the email again? Um, email is info at revelationwellness.org. Okay. Cool. Let me check my inbox, see if any other questions have come in. Anyone else on the call that would like any clarification? All right, uh, chat on um, Periscope people, do you have any questions over there? Do, uh, um, I, I, I do. So the question was, do I cut off eating at a certain point? I, you know, I'm, again, it's not 7 o'clock. I can't, it's 7.03. Can't eat past 7. Um, when I know I'm getting close to bed, I honestly have to ask, am I really hungry or am I just craving something? There's hunger that's in your stomach, and there's craving that's on your tongue. <laughs> if I'm hungry, then I'll eat something. I can trust that my body just needs a little something, but I'll eat something of good value. I would not, like, you know, have a big slice of pizza before in the bed or anything that's just going to lug me down. Some fruit, maybe some yogurt, just keeping it light. Sure, I don't really have a set time, but I also know there's real no need for me to eat late at night. That's when I really know it's probably a craving of the brain. Yep, exactly. Um, so I'm just aware of that. Don't have to have it. And hey, sometimes I give into a craving. It's okay. You know, I really want a piece of chocolate. Do I need it? Nope. Really would like a little piece. I just know, I need to know what season I'm called into. Right now I'm in a season just of healing. Uh, it's easy for me because obedience to just be with God is enough for me. Um, he's just healing a lot of places. As a fitness professional, how do I balance this? I obsess with how I look to be in the bit. Oh, girl. Girl. From one girl in the fitness business to another who, um, yeah, that, it can be a plague for sure. So she's in the fitness business. How do we not obsess over it? Wow. We constantly confess that we care. We constantly say to the Lord, I'm afraid of getting, you just continually confess your fears of being weak, your fear, because sister, we're all, this is as good as my body's going to get. This is it. Today's the day. It's good. Tomorrow, it'll be a little, age is not working for me. So to really be grateful for what I have and that I'm, I real. I've said this before, fitness professionals, women. I believe the world is aching for something different. It's yearning for aging, for fitness that ages. Amen? It's yearning for fitness that doesn't have to look the way that people tell us it should look. So the reason that you in a fitness profession is because it has given us ideals that we think we should be. It's the reason I got breast implants. And Jesus is the reason I had them removed, because I didn't need them anymore. I knew I was plagued with trying to have the perfect fit body. 
now I just be me. And and yes, he's made me pretty physically fit. So I, I I'm not gonna you know I'm not uh, shrouding that or anything, but I'm changing. My body's just gonna change, and that's just how it is. I think, friend, if I could say, I would invite you into a holy rebellion. Into a whole, just know you're not alone. Come on in. Come on in to this rebel kind of joy, as Claire Yurig says. It's just, we're going to look a little different. And we're going to need one another to keep throwing off the things that would say we're getting old, we're gaining weight in our midsection, whatever it is. Hey, and did you know that studies show people that live longer and healthy lives in the end, more complete lives, like in their senior years, they gain weight. <laughs> Now, don't take that as permission to just go crazy, but they, they're okay. They have gained a little weight. You cannot expect to be the same age and the same weight that you were at 18 or 22 or yesterday in a sense. Today's a gift of grace. Our health is a gift of grace. Tomorrow is going to be a gift of grace. It really is to start tearing down how you have expected your body or your career or your profession to be and start lifting up this crazy, radical, I follow Christ and what he has for me is better than anything found in this gym or in this mirror, um, you just change your affections. And I think that's how you do it. Need help with not feeling guilty when I work out like it's wrong to work out. Uh, So when you don't work out, you feel guilty? Is that it? I said, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you're in the via, in the challenge, just push play. <laughs> Even if you're not dressed for it. And see if maybe you just do a little something, something. I, I think sometimes we get, we feel guilty because we don't work out because we have an expectation of what the workout should look like. We think it should be an hour long. We think it should be hard and sweaty and messy. And if it's not, then it wasn't worth it. Because that's everything I see on an infomercial, amen? Um, so take yourself off the hook, take yourself off, move your body, because your body is pretty amazing. Like, look, look, so, look at my shoulder. My shoulder circumducts, goes up, down, forward, back. Like, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Just exercise in a, in a spirit of a gift. Uh, I feel guilty when I do work out because it used to be such obsession. Um, yes, well, that for sure is something that God is redeeming for you because uh, workouts should not cause you to feel guilty or bad. They should, um, should it, I think especially that's why I would say do our workouts if you haven't done them. If you haven't done the VIP TV workouts, please do them. You're missing it because it will change your heart. So I don't know for the person that just said that, have you been doing VIP TV workouts? I would be surprised to hear if you feel guilty as you're doing a VIP TV workout. I just don't think it's possible because it's so God and he's not about guilt. Amen. So if you don't know what that is and you're not in the Clean Harding Challenge, uh, please go check it out at revelationwellness.org. Check out our VIP TV. You can just, um, I'm telling you, I, I don't think you can feel guilty and do those workouts. Amen. Amen. All right. It's been almost an hour. I don't want to take more time. I What I would like to do, um, it is like a bonus, Timo. Yeah. I'm going to pray right now. And uh, listen, if you're on the call, info at revelationwellness.org, um, 
I, I don't want you to don't send a whole prayer request. Send me what what we're trying to pray in one three to five words a prayer for. Go. You can do that right now if you are near a computer and want to do that. Uh, for people on Periscope, why don't you write down things that need prayer, and I'll try to catch them as we go. Begin now. Healing. Well, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, wounds. Okay. Cravings. Guilt and shame. Yeah, strongholds. Hmm, babies. Yep. Keep going. Oh, shoot, I lost you guys. Whoops, sorry, I'm coming back. Obedience. Mm-hmm. This is good. You know, you're praying right now, Periscope people. You're praying as you write it down. Getting out of my own way. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Let me check here. Okay. All right, friends, let's do this. Let's pray. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Let me, uh, yeah, so if you just close your eyes if you're not driving. You're in a place. I love when Jesus says that when you pray, go into a secret place and pray and um, to place it where you're unseen and the Father who sees you hears you. So God, we thank you um, that you're the personal trainer here. You're the best nutritionist, the best counselor, and you are the best friend. Lord, then we've come to you, God, with our minds that have been so filled with lies, untruth, and even half-truth, God. We thank you that you give us a desire for health, for vitality, for wellness, to thrive, God, to really thrive, to, to rise up to the John 10, 10 life, God. And we just come before you and we throw all that we have thought it should be at your feet, God. We just lay it at your feet. And we ask that you would loosen the spirit of healing here. Loosen healing upon us, Lord. That we our faces would shine towards you and that they are radiant. Any face that looks to you is radiant and healed and healthy and whole. God, we pray for healing, for wounds. Because you've created us for increase, for good, to multiply good, God, that you would do that. So any place, any womb that has been closed, God, because we just haven't asked fervently enough and we maybe as a community haven't come alongside and said we believe in the God of life and the God of miracles and the God of hope, God, move. Bring fruit into those wombs, God. We pray for our hearts and how they get tied up in expectations, God. We just come before you with our expectations, Lord. We're so, we just have a lot, Lord. There's been a lot of pain. So, God, I pray wherever these strongholds lie, wherever I speak about, God, the healing that's needed, the marriages that need healing, 
the um, obedience that we need, the bitterness, the fear, the guilt, the shame, the cravings, all these things, God, that we have, God, we don't want you to just, well, we'd love for you to sprinkle your powder and make them go away, God, but we also know that we want to know you. We want to know you. And so, God, would you take us back to the stronghold, the place where these things root and have been hidden in us and have lied dormant, but yet come awake in our cravings. They come awake in our on our pain and our discomfort, God. And so we ask that you would have access to go and pull and pluck out these places, God. I pray for all of us, Lord, that while you're doing the work of our marriage, the work of our bodies, the work of our minds, the work of our calling, God, whatever it is, Lord, that um, we would be a peaceful, joy-filled people. God, teach us worship. We confess we have confined you to very small time in our life. We marginalize you. We make you small. So, Lord, I ask that you would give each person here the grace to expand time with you, to expand appetites and affections with you, God, that they would want you more than they want clean eating, that they would want you more than they want six-pack abs, that they would want you more than they would want a number on the scale, God. God, Holy Spirit, break open our hard hearts. Circumcise our calloused hearts. Let us feel again, God. Let us feel again. And pray for patience for those who feel like they're going in the wrong direction, for those who feel like they just keep going in the same circle. God, there is no same circle with you. Thank you that even when we go around the mountain, we're going deeper. We're going down each time and drilling down into places where you you unearth the root in us that keeps us sick and diseased. God, I just pray for breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I pray for the spirit of breakthrough for people. I pray for the spirit of revelation, God. I pray for people that would turn their eyes away from the food and the fitness and turn their eyes to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for breakthrough. More of you, God. Increase yourself in our life, Lord. Come invade our kitchen cabinets, our pantries, our homes our bedroom, our, our, God, our marriage beds everywhere, our children's homes, our children's bedrooms, God. We just raise a hand that our houses are our place where the Lord dwells and that uh, no weapon formed against us will prevail, God. We thank you that through the endurance, uh, perseverance, and, and the encouragement of the scripture, God's promises are met that we are standing in the promised land today, that we are standing on a ground of freedom, that we are standing in new places. God, bind up the spirit of confusion in the name of Jesus. We bind you and we cast you out. You have no place here. Our minds were made to enjoy you. They were made for truth. They were made for love. They were made for peace. God, fill us up. And as we drive out these spirits, God, may we just continue to fill more in and take territory and full capacity of goodness, God. Give us an appetite for worship. Give us an appetite for in our movement to be worshipped, our words to be worshipped. That, God, for those that feel stuck because it's just easier to be stuck, in the name of Jesus, God, we say get up. Get up. Arise. Thank you, God, that that's... All it takes is just a a yes of our hearts. Say, yeah, it's time. So do what you're going to do, God, in this week. We trust you with all of our lives, from soul to skin. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Uh, hey, um, good stuff. Great, great, great. Uh, you will not see me for the next four days or so. I have heard from the Lord. At least on, on Periscope, you won't see me. You can do the workouts, VIP, clean hearting. You're going to get all your emails. You're going to do all that. Um, I will be in a much-needed break. Um, I'm going to be going to just doing a, a retreat, a leadership retreat. I'm going on retreat. So you can pray for me. Amen? Pray for men. I would love your prayers as I go on this retreat. Just I need to get quiet, get with the Lord, and um, get filled up. Okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Um, people, the call. All right, you guys. Thank you on the call. Thanks so much. I've recorded it. And you guys um, that are in the challenge, you'll get the recording link. Sound good? Thank you. You're so welcome. Bless you guys. Bless you. Find your design. Go get with him. I want to hear about it next week. Peace, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.